Hey there, fellow streakers. It's Jeff and Jamie, and we are back with you with a new format in our podcast. We are going to talk about streaking, but much more expanded. I think that's what you said. Isn't that how you explained it, Jamie? Yes. Welcome to our conversation, which I love that we're going to just talk about life, whatever is interesting to us right now with what's going on, with where our family is, with what's happening in the world. And we're still going to talk about streaking all the time, probably. But I don't think we need to talk as much. We won't focus as much always on the methodology of streaking as much as we will kind of the application of how streaking the how, how streaking helps with your what's yeah, and be- our what's. Because as we look at, as, as we've looked at it over the last 30 years that we've been married with seven children, you know, those that are in law school right now, just having a baby, we've got others that are starting to adventure out into the world. We've got one that's serving a mission currently, and then three still at home that have all started new schools because we just moved. I mean, the, the ups and downs, the emotions that have been attending us have been significant and real. Along and, with the ups and downs of the world right now. And so we were out on a walk the other day on one of our streaking walks, and we were talking about what is it about the show that we like to do? What is it that we want to do? And what we thought was we just really wanted to invite you into a conversation on life. We love talking. We love talking <laughs> to each other. But we love talking about things that I love talking with you. And I feel you love the same thing of talking with me about principles and things that are matter, things that matter. Right. And by that, I mean Maybe I said that differently. Not things that matter, but what matters in the things that are happening around us. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that as we watch movies even, we're so fun because we love talking about the principle in the movie. And sometimes yeah. and sometimes people are like, it's just entertainment. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, there was but- a there was a life <laughs> lesson there. What we're gonna do to power this as far as the conversation is concerned, here's the format that we thought would be fun. And whether or not this works, we don't know, but we're trying it for the first time. So I took and looked at current events for this week and saw a bunch of articles that have been written and thought, you know what I'll do is I'll look at those articles and they interest me to some respect or another. And then what I'll do is I'll spring them on Jamie and I'll get her reaction to them. So this will be the first time that she has really seen them. Now, I handed them to her before we started the show so she could see at least some of the titles she went through. But then she's going to do the similar thing to me so that you are experiencing the conversation as it happens. It won't be something that is pre-planned where we're going through and, okay, we're going to talk about this particular aspect or that particular aspect. It's articles. And each one of these articles, like what you said, Jamie, are interesting to us because of how they apply. How they apply. Or or how we apply different principles. And what they mean to us and our Mm -hmm. thoughts and, and feelings on those things. And then a lot of times there is going to be that weaving of streaking. That's why I love that you call it powered by streaking because streaking has become so much of what's powering my life. Yeah. So the show is going to be renamed. We're going to rename it to the Jeff and Jamie show powered by streaking. And we're going to start uh, filming it and putting it on YouTube as well. Yes, we are. And you're excited about that, aren't you? I am so excited to be on YouTube. <laughs> All right. So what's our topics for this week? All right. I'm going to give you a list of articles and you tell me which one you want to talk about. All okay. Right. I feel a little bit like I'm on a game show. Okay. All right. I'm ready and to go. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go with article number one. Okay. So this is one of the ones I found in the Wall Street Journal called Your Child's First Smartphone, A Guide to the Proper Age, Phone Type, and Parental Controls. So that's number one. Number two rewire your anxious brain okay number three the dot 
and the map, and I got to give you the subtitle on this one, the GPS has changed our lives more than almost any other technology. This is its story. Oh, okay. okay. Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, I like that one. Another one from Inc. Magazine, and this is Shrink to Grow. So that one, you can see a little bit of why I, I probably chose that one, simply for streaking is all about the small and simple things. So Shrink to Grow. Um, and the, I, I have a lot here. Yeah. I don't know if any cow. of these are, but all right, this is a fun one. This is out of the Wall Street Journal as well. Considering a bathroom remodel, read this first. Okay. All right. Um, and then uh, this one, let's see here. I forget where this one is out of. Uh, this is an article that was written, but go where you don't belong. Um, to get where you want to go, start out where you don't fit in. You'll be happy that you did. Okay. okay. And finally, the real reasons why companies don't want you to work remotely. All right. So what do you want to talk about? Which one do you want to go with first? Okay. The first one I want to go with is to go where you don't belong. Oh, really? You yeah. want to go there first? Yeah. Okay. So go where you don't belong. This was an interesting one to me. And let me just read a couple of thoughts and then we'll start, uh, we'll start uh, in on it. So uh, written by, oh boy, I thought I had the, uh, the person on here. I have his picture really loud and hello. Oh, here it is. Jason Pfeiffer, an entrepreneur. This is out of Entrepreneur Magazine, all right? And I believe he's the editor-in-chief, all right? So here we go. Uh, show up where you don't belong because one day you will. This is him writing. That's what I've learned repeatedly in my career as I've pushed through the imposter syndrome. Sometimes validation came quickly. Sometimes it took years. But cumulatively, I've learned that people can never truly feel empowered and never truly grow if they don't insert themselves into an uncomfortable situations and reveal how much they belong. Now, the reason why I started with this one is I was thinking of you. Yeah, that's I why thought, I think I picked it. Yeah. Is, but why were you thinking of me? Well, because you have not been comfortable with getting on this podcast and, and you know doing some of the streaking stuff and shooting it out there. And you've, and you've said, but I have to go not in these words, but I have to go where I don't belong. I have to be uncomfortable. I know. I remember. So what made you feel like you? I, I mean, so I was just curious. I mean, because you decided to do it. I mean, you decided to go forward with it and you could have pulled out of it several times, but you decided not to. Why? That has been an evolutionary process and a really good question. Why have I decided not to pull out of it? One, because it is fun to be able to talk with you about stuff. Most of the time. <laughs> and why I say most of the time is because, so one of the things that has held me back is worrying about what people think and, and ha- being throwing stuff out there and feeling like, oh, I, and I guess imposter syndrome, feeling a little bit like, who am I to say, feeling like I need to be an expert first before I can talk about something mm-hmm. and recognizing, um, that I don't often feel like an expert as part of my personality a little bit. Uh-huh. And so, but a couple of years ago, I was with you at a Franklin Covey meeting and they showed a video of Clayton Christensen and... I don't remember his name, but I know the video that you're person. talking about. Right. And he, and they were talking about this very topic of, and one of the things that was said in this video was, if you're going to grow, you need to learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I found that very uncomfortable <laughs> that he would say that. But you know how sometimes when you are listening to something or looking for something and, and something just rings very personally true, 
in a certain moment. That was right. that rang personally true for me because I think I've spent a lot of my life looking forward to this place where I will be comfortable. Oh, when we get to this financial place, when I get the house to this per- certain place, when the, all the kids get in school, always looking forward. Oh, then, then things will be easier. Then life will be comfortable. And as I've gone through the phases and gotten to a lot of those places and realized life doesn't, well, if you want life to be comfortable, you can have a comfortable life, but I think you stop growing in that moment. You stop progressing. You kind of you kind of stay in that moment if so you're going to be comfortable. So did you feel that that's what happened is you stopped growing and you stopped progressing I or felt, what did you feel? I felt like what I felt like is that I needed to have a mind shift of recognizing that I didn't really want to be comfortable. I do want growth. I do want progress. And so exactly what they had said is that if I want to continue growing and progressing, I'm going to have to learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And by that, that means that if I want to grow, I'm going to have to put myself in uncomfortable positions sometimes. I think that was the other thing that was happening is I would look at other people and think, wow, just amazing things happened to them and didn't. and, And I would discount the fact that they would put themselves in uncomfortable situations, that they had to be uncomfortable for a long time, I think. But maybe they weren't talking about that. It just looked like, oh, everything comes naturally. And Okay, so let me read this to you. And this is, again, back to you. And it's interesting that you should say what you're saying. So Jason says this. Back in 2010, I was a junior editor at Men's Health. A publicist emailed me with an invitation for my boss. Was I his secretary? No, this was insulting. But the email was intriguing. The publicist was inviting my boss to have dinner with Chris Bosch who at the time had just left the Toronto Raptors and was heading to the Miami Heat. I'd been a Heat fan since childhood, so when I shared it with my boss, I said, if you can't make it, I'd be happy to go. Go, my boss said. I'm busy that night. The publicist was displeased. I was just some kid, not that impressive magazine editor she'd hoped to score, but she was stuck, unable to rescind the invitation. I went. The dinner was at a fancy steakhouse in Manhattan. It was me, Chris, a major fashion designer, a major TV producer, Chris, Chris's then fiance, now wife, uh, uh, looks like Adrian, and some of her friends. I was deeply com- uh, comically out of place among these far wealthier, more successful people who chatted about places I'd never seen and things I'd never afford. But I chimed in whenever I could, and everyone, Chris included, was gracious and welcoming. At the end of the dinner, we all agreed to stay in touch, though, of course, I never heard from any of them again. Still, it was a career highlight. I felt like I'd snuck behind a secret door. I love that. So what made you think of, as as I was talking, what made you think of that part? What were you thinking as you were reading that? Well, as he was um, going, I mean, he had to go somewhere where he was not comfortable mm-hmm. and he just decided to go for it. But not only that, he got that because he volunteered. That's another thing that's been fascinating to me is I thought, and sometimes I feel like Hollywood does us a disservice because they go back and they redo these shows sometimes or these these you know movies that are based on a real life experience and they tweak it to make it look like everything happened to these people that people came after them and asked them to be involved. When a lot of times I've gone back and read the real story and found out that the people actually had to volunteer. They had to insert themselves into the situation and say, take a chance on me. I'm going to be worth it. Not the whole world coming to them and saying, you're amazing. We think you should do this. 
And, and that's what I feel like was, he was saying is that he would have never had that experience if he hadn't purposely inserted himself into the experience. He volunteered to be involved. Yeah. And I think we underestimate how many people are where they are because they volunteered to do something. Mm. They volunteered. They said, mm. I want to do this, put me in and, and put themselves in an uncomfortable situation where they, you know, quote unquote, didn't belong. <laughs> well, I can only imagine, imagine sitting at that. Dinner. I was thinking about that. I'm like, that would be, and I love that he said all these places I'd never been, all these things that I'd never done. But our, our vision is expanded by those experiences. I, I know personally, I feel like growing up, I was in a much smaller world. And if I, every time I've put myself in an uncomfortable position, that world has expanded. Do you remember back when we were, I think we were still in college and I was doing an internship for Valley Lab, which was, which is now Pfizer. It was electrosurgical generators, which is basically when you go under the knife, electrosurgical generators and pencils are the thing that cut you open and cauterize at the same time. I was doing Very an cool. internship. And do you remember the party that we were invited to with the vice president of sales for Pfizer? Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Where I <laughs> ate the rum cheesecake. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I was thinking, I mean, in thinking about that, I was so uncomfortable we to be there. So we were both so young. young. And we pulled up to that house and we're like, oh my goodness. This is a massive house. Yes. And I was and I was an intern, and you were an intern. You were interning at. I was uh, working in downtown Denver. What was the, what was the inter, What was the company though that you were working North, with? Northwest Banking, I think. Yeah, Northwest Bank, and we both were just this wide-eyed kind of who knows what where life is going to take us, and what we're going to do. But we went with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of. I remember walking around the house going, "This is so big." I know. <laughs> I remember thinking that too, and 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 being like. They're having the party catered. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just things that, I, I mean, just, and and it was uncomfortable. And I appreciated that we had been invited. Right. And our world was definitely expanded. Yeah, exactly. So that so where I went, to, so now where I, I go to in this, and back to a little bit about what you were saying is, so you, you've made a conscious decision to be uncomfortable so that you can continue to grow. Yes, if someone were to come to you and say, what advice would you give me? So, you know, you've you've done a lot of work with young women who are, you know, just starting their journey. They're in their teens, but going into college and and with our four girls. I mean, you've done a lot of work with them. If they can, you know, what advice would you give them to get past being uncomfortable? You know, or to, you know, what, how would you counsel them? What would you say to them? Or to even any women today who have, for example, like you, have, have chosen to raise our family, so to be at home and not necessarily be in the professional world. And they're coming to you and say, okay, so how do you move from that to being in the professional world? It's totally uncomfortable. I mean, what advice would you give them? So, okay, there's three things that first came to mind is one, that recognizing that being uncomfortable is good, that that the mere fact that you are uncomfortable means you're you're probably in a good place. You're doing the right things. You're pushing yourself. And and the reason I say that is because, like I said earlier, I feel like I spent a lot of time thinking that where I really wanted to be was comfortable. Right. And and so just recognizing right out of the shoot that by being uncomfortable doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It probably means you're doing the right things. Uncomfortable in the sense of a new situation. The second thing I would say is this imposter syndrome thing is a real thing. And, and I've been thinking about it a lot in the sense that 
We live in a, in a time now where information is infinitely accessible. And it hasn't always been that way. You used to have to be more proactive to get information. And now you can literally walk over to your computer or pull up your phone and ask any question. And there's literally hundreds of answers to that question that you can find instantaneously almost. So with this availability of information, I think all of us have started to realize how big the world is and how sometimes little we know about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas really before, good way to, really good way to put that. our world yeah. was smaller because it was only as big as what we could see around us. But now with the availability of information and, and also social media, the availability of seeing what other people are doing and sometimes only in the way that they want us to see it, that it, it gives this idea that there's, that there's, there's, that everybody out there knows more than we do. And, and so I've, as, as I've thought about that, I'm like, okay, so what do you do with that? What do you do with this place in life where there's so much information? And I thought, and this is one, why, what inspired me actually to set one of my streaks is that I want to be a continuous learner. I yeah. will never, ever, ever in this life know all the possibilities of the things that I could know. There yeah. will always be more things for me to learn. And then the other thing in fact, in, in conjunction with that is learning from people, like being excited and interested in people and, and what they can learn. So, so the story that we just read, what is his name? His name is Jason, Jason. and I, he is the editor of Entrepreneur Jason Pfeiffer. Jason Pfeiffer. So he goes to dinner with this group of people that they haven't stayed in contact. It's not like they become best friends. Sometimes that does happen, though, that you stay in contact with those people. But in this story, he didn't stay in contact. However, those people impacted his life in a way. He learned from them. He was able to have experiences because of being around them. And so being interested in people and realizing how much we can learn from the people around us. Yeah. So the first thing is recognizing that being uncomfortable is good. You're doing a good thing. Two, imposter syndrome is a real thing, but that's only because we've recognized how much we don't know. And if we're willing to keep learning and approach subjects like, okay, this is another opportunity for me to learn either from the situation from, or from this person. Right. I think that helps calm that inner fear of, of insecurity of recognizing or feeling like I'm an imposter. I don't know what I'm doing. The third thing would be an experience I had with Lily that we were just talking about last night. So Lily's our, our daughter that um, dances. And we just recently we're in the process again of switching dance studios. She was in a competitive studio or a competitive team last year where she did lyrical and, um, contemporary and a little bit of ballet and but a whole bunch of things and then she competed they would take as a team they would go and compete at these different conventions now she's transitioning to a full just ballet studio right where you're not competing but you're putting on shows you're putting on ballets right performances and that's what she's excited to do so we spent a lot of time talking about what this year on this competitive team did for her and there was one poignant experience for her where she was at a convention and at these conventions you have to learn the the choreography quite quickly and then you write their audition in front of all of these all of these other students and these professional dancers that have just taught you this choreography you audition that piece and based on how they feel that you did in front of everybody else and it's a group everyone's auditioning kind of at the same time or or smaller groups right 
based on how you did at that moment determines if you kind of move on to continuing um, at, at a little bit higher level. And so Lily had an experience where we were pushing her to be like, if you're going to get seen, you've got to move more into the front. you got to be in the front where the judges can see you. And so she did that. She got right in the front, front and center, right in front of the judges. And, and the music she, started, the music started and Lily didn't, Lily, Lily didn't do anything. She completely, <laughs> she froze, froze. She completely froze. And, and I we remember, didn't see this at we all. Didn't I see mean, this it. was we, just her freezing. I mean, she just froze. And full we freeze. find out, how do we find out? Cause she calls us sobbing. She's humiliated. She's absolutely humiliated. She finally gets the courage to go in front and she totally bombs it. Just total, her worst fear, her worst fear came true. So we were talking about this last night as we're driving to this new ballet studio that she is, that is a, is a more challenging studio and she's nervous about it. But she was saying, she goes, you know, I'm not as nervous as I was because I feel like my worst fear has happened. I put myself in front and I bombed <laughs> and then it kept going. I'd I picked myself up. Yes. And so I guess recognizing that as we put ourselves in these situations, the more chance we have to succeed and to fail they're all growing experiences we're all learning from both of them but if we don't have that opportunity to fail we don't realize that it's maybe not as bad as we thought or that we pick up and life goes on well and i think that uncomfortableness happens just like what happened with lily as far as dance is concerned but it can happen in all areas of our life because i can come set become sedentary physically and what happens there? I mean, I'm I'm comfortable, right? But bad things while. still happen. Yeah, I tell mean, your, it, no matter what it is. Well, this uh, this has been a, a riveting conversation. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it as well. So, what do you think? Did you like this? I did like this. Yeah, and we got to one article. We got to one article. Okay. There's several more that I may hang on to, or I may switch up. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about the GPS one too. Yeah, the GPS one actually, I'd like to get to as well. That was a good one, and also the your child's first smartphone. I found that one interesting. That that one is one that I have a little bit of opinion one, on that one. Yeah. Coming well, up. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? Coming up. Coming up. Yeah. Um, so this, again, this new more format is going to be something that we're going to work on, improve, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. And we'll incorporate streaking throughout. One of the things that I was going to say is one of your streaks is not only to be, well, your to be statement is to be a continuous learner, but also to receive feedback. To seek out feedback. On a weekly basis. Which that, is a way of trying to help myself be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable for a little Ask bit. Ask for things that well, and I look And I, I look at Jason hear. here and, you know, good on you. Way to, way to be uncomfortable and put himself out there. And now he's, you know, editor-in-chief of this, of the magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, which is fantastic. I don't so. think anyone gets anywhere important without being uncomfortable. At some point at or some another. At some point. If there's a particular thing that you're interested in or would like to give us feedback, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y at streakingmastery.com or Jamie, J-A-M-I at streakingmastery.com. Until we talk next time, keep streaking. You're in a hurry, don't even worry, it's too simple.